This article comes out of Game Rant and was written by Dalton Cooper. Sony's PlayStation 5 console is one of the hottest products on the market right now, with the next-generation system selling out instantly all over the world. Unfortunately, there has been many PS5 scalpers who have purchased multiple consoles with the express intent of reselling them at a higher marked-up price. However, one PS5 reseller actually sold the console at a low price tag, though he didn't do so all that willingly. According to a report by Taiwan News, a man named Jin Wu recently purchased a PS5 from a reseller. When Jin Wu met with the man who owned the console, he asked why he was selling it for a low price. The exact price wasn't specified, thinking that he must have an extra console or something. Apparently, the man explained that his wife was forcing him to sell it. It turns out, <laughs> and this is a quote from the seller, it turns out that women can tell the difference between a PS5 and an air purifier. Oh. <laughs> Evidently, the PS5 reseller was not supposed to buy the new console and had attempted to pass it off as an air purifier, though his wife didn't fall for the trick, assuming Jin Woo's story is true. The PS5 has been compared to an air purifier on countless occasions since its initial reveal, and thanks to its unique design, it does le- legitimately look like some air purifiers. <laughs> um, I think it looks like the opposite of an air purifier because I think it looks like shit. <laughs> um, Dude, it, it, like, literally, uh, there, there are air purifiers that, that look so much like a PS5. Well, uh, the PS5 looks so much like these air purifiers because hmm. the air purifiers came first, like to the point where if it was Nintendo, they'd probably be filing a lawsuit <laughs> you know, uh, as, uh, the, the, obviously these little air purifier companies aren't quite probably going to be quite as litigious. Mm. I just think it's hilarious. It's a living embodiment of the, all the memes we saw go around when the look of the PlayStation Five was unveiled. Mm. We're always comparing it to like a bladeless fan or or yeah, air purifier or Seto Kaiba. <laughs> I know you love lo- oh, love that one. Oh, as I well. love my I love my Seto Kaiba. I just think it's fantastic that he's come home with this PlayStation 5. Yeah. And I, I, I'm just so curious about the period in between where she didn't know that it was a PlayStation 5 yet. Like, was he? did he have a PlayStation 4 and he was just pretending that he was playing PlayStation 4 games? And he was just like, oh, yeah, no, just ignore that that big thing's making noise and yeah. plugged into the TV. It's just purifying the air, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, like, he shouldn't be lying to his wife, so that's a bit of a problem that they're in a situation where he feels he needs to <laughs> lie to her in order to have his toy. Yeah, I, uh, you know, my, my heart kind of goes out for, uh, what was his name, Jin Woo? Jim Wu was the one who was lucky enough to purchase the console oh, at a lower price. Oh, well, my heart goes out for Jin Wu as well because, you know, um, we all need a break in life, particularly this year more than ever. So, you know, Jin Wu got his break um, and it sounds like the other fellow whose name was not disclosed um, is in a loveless marriage with no PS5. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry. Oh, I thought here I am thinking, oh, that's such a fun story. You, you, good job managing to find a way to make this dark. It, it is fun. <laughs> it is fun, but it is dark. That's what makes it fun. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, why do you think? Why do you think the Christopher Nolan Batman series was so successful? Because they're they're dark and fun, and yeah, and that's yeah. why da- Zack no. Snyder um, uh, emulated that perfectly for the Justice League series. <laughs> it's all dark and fun. It's just fun. It's just fun. It's not shit. It's fun. Yeah, Batman vs Superman That's is right. one of the best superhero films ever. Nah, they're made. all they're all dog, but shut up. It's just fun. What? It's dark. It's fun. <laughs> oh shit. 
Well, yeah, I guess either way you look at it, one one way either he's got this overbearing wife who won't let him, you know, get get the things that he that he wants to get, or his, this man has a problem with buying things he shouldn't be buying all the time, and his wife is trying to keep that under control. Yeah, but, look, it's uh, the truth is probably somewhere in between. <laughs> we'll never know. Welcome to News to Reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games. And I promise this week there will be impressions on the latest games because they are coming out all the time and we've been playing them and we're pumped to talk about them. <laughs> yes. Yes, and I'm, I'm playing the latest of the games by going so far back that the game is now going to be in the present. It's now in the future. That's how far back it is. That's what life's about these days. It's all cyclical. We're not, we don't, no one cares about anything new anymore. It's all about waiting for the reboot of something that they already like coming out again. Oi, Zach. So I, I feel like, um, you know how, you know how the Matrix sort of gave birth to the whole simulation theory that we're all in a, in a giant computer simulation on some alien dashboard or whatever. Um, or, or it's a robot or it's, or it's a god. Who knows? Um, uh, yeah, I feel like the simulation's getting lazy because the same things are coming out, but just constantly being rebooted with like a, a really lazy coat of paint. So my thoughts are like, when you play through an RPG, when you play long enough, it just shows the same characters that were made, but in different color sets. That's sort of what it feels like um, to live in 2020. Fucking Christ. That's that's absolutely fantastic. Bloody the, the 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 Matrix overlords over there taking cues from current game developers and just reusing assets over and over again. Yeah, but with a different right, color. We get palette. it. You got that's how you got we the know formula down pat. <laughs> that's how we know it's getting harder because the color palette is changing. So at least that. And here to dive deep into these philosophical thoughts, I'm here with my wonderful co-host that I'm with every week that I love so much. That I I, I, I I don't ever want to introduce him myself because I just couldn't give him his due diligence. Well, actually, right. well, actually, Zach, I need to correct you there. It's actually introducing her herself um, because okay. because it is I, the lovely co-host Denise Richards, as always for this podcast, <laughs> um, the greatest actress of the nineties. Um, you you've caught. No, I can't say that straight up. Because, um, what is it, defamation of character? Okay, so I'm not Denise Richard, but I, I am a parody. I am a satirical parody in the most legal sense of her. Okay, no. Are you... Allegedly. Are you, it was all alleged, what I'm saying. Everything I'm you, about to say. Are you, the, are you the, like, ja- the one from James Bond... Uh, the nuclear physicist one. Um, so, or are you like oh, the later on one, it? the self-aware one that was on Thirty Rock? What was her name? Christmas. It was something Christmas. Um, I don't fucking know. Uh, no. So I, I, I'm actually the one. For, I'm, I'm the Denise Richards from uh, Starship Troopers, um, which is a great movie. She's not great in it, but it is a great movie, and um. <laughs> I'm going to be staring vacantly for most of this podcast, um, and I'm going to find it very hard to do what humans do, which is emote and react to things that people say around me. Oh, I, th- I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that, Denise. I spend most of my time now staring blankly at a wall, so 
That's fantastic. Well, you know that that's what you expect in a, in in the year where new generation consoles are coming out, and we've apparently got all these new great games. Um, but staring, there's nothing beaten staring at a wall this uh this generation. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Denise, do you want to talk about some gaming news? I do. Oh God, I do. Bloody hell! Wait, that was too much emotion. I do. <laughs> This first article comes out of The Verge and was written by Jay Peters. Halo Infinite, the next game in Microsoft's iconic franchise, will officially launch in fall 2021. So that'll be spring for us. Developer 343 Industries announced in a blog post on Tuesday. The game was originally supposed to launch alongside the Xbox Series X and S in November. And you can certainly tell that there's Halo imagery all over the box and just yeah. in every bit of marketing that they've had. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it was delayed till 2021 in August, due in part to challenges created by the COVID-19 pandemic. Since Microsoft hasn't specified a month or day this fall, uh, the 2021 window could effectively mean the game gets delayed as much as an entire year from its original release date. Microsoft did demo Halo Infinite during its July Xbox Series X game which, showcase. Which I think is the reason why it was delayed to 2021, but no, blame COVID. Go on. But received some criticism for the graphics and visuals shown during the demo. Uh, a, a dead-eyed enemy shown that even now spawned the infamous Craig meme. Uh, in Tuesday's blog post, 343 Industries said that it's working hard to create the best-looking Halo game ever, and spends and spends some time delivering in, into graphics specifically, uh, delving into graphics specifically. According to creative director Joseph Staten, it's already possible to play through the entire campaign, so much of the work remaining is polish, fixing bugs, and multiplayer. Now, I did, they didn't mention this in this article, but apparently they they did in the blog post address the Craig meme. And uh, the developer actually said that they've come to love Craig now, which is fantastic. But uh, Craig will be getting a makeover. Mm. So if you, you do love that, <laughs> that lifeless-looking uh, enemy, uh, uh, unfortunately, you, you will no longer have them. Uh, but yeah, mm. this is kind of a bit of a no-shit. This is already the suspected reason why mm. th- they, they delayed it. We all saw the, the, uh, the Xbox presentation. We saw that Halo gameplay. I remember we had uh, we had Brendan White from the Hungry Gamers on That's right. that week all those months ago, and he still he, he had a bit of hope there for it. But it, but I know I definitely wasn't as 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 positive as he was. That's for sure. I did not have any hopes for it at all based on what I saw. Um. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. We see we see some improvements come closer to next uh, uh, springtime next year. Yeah, Brendan was Brendan was doing that thing where who people where they they absolutely love games and they're still good people and they're polite. Absolutely nothing like us. Um, <laughs> they they actually you know look for the positives and they try and you know they focus on the positive stuff and they go okay well this I'm not too happy about this but I can get exci- I can get behind this and I can see what they're doing with that. That's cool. Um, whereas with us, we're just shitting on it completely. <laughs> um, go back to that episode. Why am I repeating? Why am I reciting an older episode? You know what we feel because you watch every episode, unlike me. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, Brendan, if you agree with Lockie's take on the situation, tweet at us. <laughs> We'd love to know. Yeah, tell me if I'm completely off base and if you're going to be in the um, joint lawsuit that Denise Richards is going to be yeah. forming against me. Com- completely misrepresenting <laughs> his views. Oh, I love it. I love it. That was well, my yeah, take no. and it was all alleged. I'm alleging, I'm alleging my take 
on the situation. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, well, we we know what we're... We, like, go back and have a look at that gameplay, anyone who hasn't seen it from July, and you'll see what we're talking about. It yeah, was very unimpressive. It, it looked boring, and it also looked like something, like, just based purely on the visuals, which, like, you know, it's not the, the most important thing about a game, but based purely on that, it looked like something, you know, early to mid of the uh, of the most recent console generation that just ended. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. I, they, 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 there's a lot of work to go into. And the gameplay, you're right, Lockie, it looks so boring. Like, after playing something like Doom 2016... You know, mm. this fast paced action fast paced action packed. No, I prefer first the other version. Shooter. Fast placed. It had fast places. <laughs> you you move so quickly from one place to the next that it was fast placed, like the Star Wars movie. You could argue Doom Eternal was fast placed then. You it, it was zooming all over that map. It was. Brought in that dash. That Zachary fantastic. Zachary makes no errors on this show, everyone. <laughs> Speaking of a game that could use a little bit more time in the kitchen. It's time to get on to the biggest release of this week. Uh, Some news surrounding it anyway. We'll get on to the impressions about it later. Uh, This article comes out of VG247. It was written by Alan Wen. Cyberpunk 2077 has finally launched on all platforms, but it's not particularly great news for console players as both PS4 and Xbox One users are experiencing severe frame rate issues Amongst other problems. Yeah, some big ass first... updates, right? Yeah, oh, mate, those Oof. updates, cool, they're big. Yeah. With the first reviews of Cyberpunk 2077 based solely on the PC build, console users have had to wait until the game's release to really see how a seemingly next gen game will perform on the last gen hardware it's been initially released for. Eurogamer's Wesley Yinpool has been playing the PS4 version, citing poor performance, including low frame rate and texture pop in. When the screen is busy, as well as an, on occasion, a low-res blur to the visuals. Digital Foundry are currently sharing video analysis of the, of the PC version, but are also working on an analysis of Cyberpunk's console performance, and Tom Morgan was able to share a few screenshots of the base PS4 analysis in the article. They show the game's frame rate barely able to maintain 30 FPS, crashing down to 15 FPS in the worst case. Yinpool writes, some indoor battles run well at the 30 FPS rate. They can drop to 25 FPS as well. But the worst issue is hitching that make make it difficult to shoot or drive when objects and textures are still loading in. You can also tell from the blurry, muddy visuals that it's running at a poor resolution, almost as if you're looking at a bad switch port. According to Morgan, these are running between 720 and 900p. The article also confirms an earlier report that when played on PlayStation 5, there is no option to switch between resolution or performance mode, where it runs at an unlocked 60 FPS by default, though the option is possible on the Xbox Series X. Similar issues have been reported and shared by other PS4 and Xbox One owners, with one Twitter user showing how he goes from a car floating in midair to a scene where NPCs and assets take ages to load into the environment. But besides the poor performances and buggy gameplay, some are also just taking the game to task for its underdeveloped open world. As one video highlights how the cars just stop if you leave the car in the middle of a busy road or the absence of any reaction when you're walking around with a gun. I can also say that no one cares if you decide to steal every item you can see, even when other people are in the same room and talking to you. 
Having already delayed the RPG multiple times in 2020, while mandating crunch on its employees to complete the game, it seems there are just too many bugs for CD Projekt Red to fix. The studio is clearly aware of this amidst celebrating the fact that Cyberpunk has received 8 million pre-orders. They tweeted that they're already hard at work on the upcoming fixes and updates. Those who are making their start in the game can find out which life paths to choose before they embark on Night City. Nonetheless, not all of the Cyberpunk's issues are completely terrible. Glitches of your penis hanging out through your pants <laughs> is at least worth a laugh. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, uh, Aaron, who was on uh, a regular guest on the show and on last week, he sent, sent us a screenshot of, of that happening. That's, yeah, freaking hilarious. Dick's hanging out. Bugs aren't great, obviously, but like that's just that's just that's good fun for everyone. Yeah, yeah. funny bugs are always are always much appreciated. So you know they they should keep in the funny bugs, um, or at least you know put that on the lowest priority on the list. Um, yeah, that's a shame to hear that it's a buggy mess upon release. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I I think it's kind of the norm to expect that now. I hear. Um, uh, from what I hear, I haven't played it yet, but the COD game that came out last month is still a buggy mess in the multiplayer space. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it seems like um, yeah, not the best start from our from our AAA game studios uh, um, in the ushering in the new generation of consoles. Yeah, it's been pretty rough. Like like so far on the PS5, the only things I've played that haven't been buggy messes would be. Miles Morales, which I still think I did get like like one bug or one or two bugs, but like you know, no, nothing compared to what I've got in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and then now mm. in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven as well. And something I wanted to touch on here, which is like it's kind of skipped over a little bit in this article, is that when the reviews came out for this, because the embargo was lifted earlier in the week before release, only like a day or two before release, mm. uh, the people who were showing review footage weren't allowed to show any of their own footage. They were only allowed to show B-roll from previous trailers. So they weren't even allowed to actually show you what they reviewed, Mm. uh, which is just mind-boggling. And no one was given any uh, codes for console. So it was very clear that they were trying to hide that one from from the reviewers as well too, uh, allegedly. Uh, Lockie, what do you, what do you think about this this practice of doing this? Is as far as I can see, this is unprecedented. I don't think I've seen any uh, developers sort of have all these weird stipulations in how you are able to access and review their game. Yeah, I, I think. Um, oh God, is this is this peak fake news? Um, fuck. Okay, well, you know. Um, yeah, you would have thought that would have ended with Donald Trump's reign, but I guess he's still in office for a few more months, so here we are. Um, you know, it's kind of like the, um, yeah, it's all coming to a head. So, yeah, I mean, it's probably happened a lot of times in the past. It's just only really, it's only really in the spotlight now because it's a AAA title. There's literally nothing else on the market that, or at least this week, that is in the same level for people to compare it against. So this was a very highly anticipated title. I know, um, uh, I know just from the the sheer amount of people pirating it from day one that this was a game that people really wanted to get their hands on. Um, yeah, so, yeah, well, well, uh, yeah. Like regardless of of all this fuss that's been happening. Uh, it's it's now got the record for the highest uh, number of concurrence on Steam for a single player narrative based game. It was mm. set back in 2015 by 
uh, Fallout 4 uh, with over 500,000, but it's been smashed more than doubled over a million uh, over a million uh, concurrent players mm. on day one there. Yeah, it, which is insane. No, that, that's, that's crazy. It's still breaking records even after all these reports of it being a buggy mess. Uh, I guess a lot of people out there have some really good rigs at home. That's all i got to say. It's not that. It's because... The entire world is in lockdown. We're all isolationist states because of COVID. Most people are working from home or or homebound in some capacity um, oh. through lockdowns and stuff. They have literally no other option. This was yeah. meant to be that big, exciting thing that everyone was looking forward to. So, yeah, as to whether or not it's living up to those expectations and needs, uh, I mean, I, I didn't have high expectations for it. I, I'm not surprised to hear that there are bugs, for me, as long as the gameplay, as long as there's something to to get a hold of, it, it always yeah. it always felt like it was gonna feel like it was being released in a in a sort of um you know still in alpha stages. Mm. And I re- and I reckon the bugs will become way more apparent as the game progresses. So if anyone is actually trying to speed run through this thing, they're gonna see so much unfinished shit. It's gonna be crazy mm. because mm. you know the first couple of hours is actually the most polished that any game developer applies to their games because they know that people will make up their minds as to whether or not they're gonna play through this game within the first couple of hours. And they're gonna make up their minds as to what rating and review they're gonna give it within the first couple of hours. So But please please don't say that, Lockie, because I'm only I'm not even four hours in yeah. and I have seen floating cars, floating rubbish, this- characters stuck in poses <laughs> imposed over other characters. Yeah. I've had a hard crash. Uh well not a hard crash, I just had a software crash I had to restart the uh, 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 let's restart the game app. It's yeah, yeah. Um, Ironically, Baldur's Gate three, which is still in alpha, also has those bugs. But again, they're still in alpha. Yeah. So yeah. people are a lot more forgiving of that, and they're like, oh yeah, they're working out the kinks. Fair enough. So mm. it, it is funny how these games that skip that alpha testing stage, um, yeah, they, they seem to be just mm. as janky. Um, yeah. Look, it sounds like the game was rushed out again. Yeah. Uh, once again, we've got another thing, another major thing that was rushed out before Christmas, before it was really ready to go out. <coughs> the new consoles. Um, That's the thing. It yeah. wasn't rushed out though, man. It was delayed a million times, and clearly it wasn't ready. Yeah, yet. it was. It That's was nowhere sure, near like, ready. No, but, but it was still but rushed it, out. It's still yeah. It, the <sighs> if the end product is unfinished, it was rushed. It that's mm. the only. It's just that. They had all these delays there, and they crunched this shit out of their employees. Mandated, mandatory crunch, which they said they weren't going to do. Well, which, clearly, like, you know, fuck you, cle- CD hang, Project. Hang Red. on, Zach. Clearly, they didn't crunch them enough because um, the product's Ugh. not finished. So maybe if they cut down their sleeping time, we would have a game. Honest- <laughs> Honestly, it's just disgusting. Like, Take they, their they, they, sleep. They, obviously, they 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 owe something to their stockholders, but they obviously. Like, it weren't honest with them in the first place about the timeline that this game was going to be uh, released. Because this game was supposed to be released last year. It was supposed to be released yeah. holiday time last year and was delayed from then. It's been delayed like five times. It was delayed after it went gold as well, too. It's just an absolute joke. And I think at this point, CD Projekt Red have just all lost all credibility to me as like this shining example of a company. 
Uh, like I already didn't yeah. like their practices as far as crunch and whatnot was concerned, but now this bullshit with the reviews and not letting people show what they've actually got got to offer here, it's dishonest. And there's probably going to be some people who pick up this game. Like I, I'm still, I, I don't regret my purchase. I, I knew I was going to be going into this with bugs. Um, like, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in the, really interested in the narrative. It's a main thing mm. I'm curious about with this game. And, uh, but there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to regret this purchase, who are going to be expecting this crazy immersive next-gen open world, mm. and then they see their car just appear out of nowhere and send the car underneath it flying off uh, and be <laughs> like, oh, shit, I'm playing, I'm playing a Bethesda game. Oh, you know, Because it, it really does feel that way. It just feels like I'm playing a slightly better-looking Bethesda game at this point that plays a bit better. It's, I'm, it's, I'm looking it's, up it's the rough. reviews because um, the user score has been released, and yeah, it's not getting good good reviews. Um, Five point eight for the PC version on Metacritic user score, pretty pretty damning. Well, one one more thing about that, that to top it all off for that CD Projekt Red. I don't know if they've ever played a video game in the last 15 years, but so many games that I've played, so many games, if they have the even slightest chance that they could cause a seizure or an epileptic fit, they put a warning at the start every time you start up that game. Apparently, that was only in the PC version for some reason and not on the console versions, Right, it was apparently in the Eula agreement, which who the fuck ever reads the Eula agreement? Like my god! Mm. Uh, and uh, a poor uh, uh, one, one of the people over at Game Informer, Liana Rupert, actually suffered a couple of epileptic uh, seizures uh, due to this. Uh, and yeah, so apparently they're now working on patching it in, but this seems just like such an easy thing they could have included in the game. Like, I'm pretty sure Assassin's Creed yeah. talks about seizures when you boot it up, and that's not a game that I, I oh, would they, really yeah, they do. expect yeah. to be giving me seizures. Like, most games these days when you play it have that warning. Like, what a fucking ridiculous oversight. What a stupid, stupid avoidable mistake. Like, uh, fucking CD Projekt Red, pull your fucking heads out from inside of your own anus uh, and and just fucking... I don't know. All right, well, I, I got a question for you, Zach, because you got a PS5, and I noticed this immediately when I booted up your PS4, but the PS4 console gives you a seizure warning right at, right at boot up, the console mm. itself, right? Yeah, true, yeah. So yeah, does the PS5 does. do that? Uh, I believe so, yeah. That's, yeah what I, that's what I thought. So I think... Um, so probably CD Projekt Red's mindset is that like the warning's already up there. Oh, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, we'll get back to Cyberpunk. We will talk about again because I've been playing it, as you could probably tell from how I've been speaking throughout that article. But the next thing we'll talk about is the announcements from the Game Awards. So the Game Awards happened. I, I like I don't care about the Game Awards, but there's usually a couple of things in there that you know will will tickle some pickles. So I. I, I Generally, every year I'll, I'll talk about it. It's only the second year I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I've been doing this for years. The first thing that people will be interested in, and I couldn't give two shits about, is Sephiroth is in Smash. Oh my god, yes. Oh, that's yep. good news. Hey, yeah. it makes absolute oh. sense. Well, I, I don't understand. Like, it was one of those things I saw it and I'm like, oh, he's not already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. It, it's always been a bit of a question mark as to why they'd have Cloud and not Sephiroth. Because Sephiroth mm. is actually. Sephiroth would be a much more fun. Um, character to play in that world um, just because I really wish they would fix up um, Cloud's moveset because I love Cloud as a character but he is not he's not 
in a good tier in terms of his moveset and how janky his controls are in the Smash game. Mm. Um, I know I'm always, whenever I play him, I know I'm always taking a hit in terms of my mm. ability to actually do shit. Just because he's got these really long pauses in his attacks, these really long recoveries afterwards, and, like, I... I, okay, I get it. His Buster Sword is like the most insanely designed weapon. Yes, in the real world, it is. It would be impossible to swing that thing. But it, it, it's not the real world. It's a fantasy, and that's why it's fun because he get he he's able to swing it like a goddamn dagger, like mm. that. You know, and and they really failed to capture just you know the fun fluidity of these ridiculous weapons having no physical impact. Hmm. Uh, yeah. No. Look, I, I, I'm just. I'm not a massive. I know fans in the in the Smash community are going to be all over this. I'm just not a, a you know a devout Smash player. I don't play it all the time, so I don't pick up the DLC characters. So I couldn't care. But I, I get it though. Like Sephiroth is is Joker and Cloud is Batman in this universe. You know what I mean? They're the t- iconic hero and villain of this universe. Oh my god! Just, how fun just... would Batman and Joker be in the um, Super Smash universe? Yeah, fuck yeah. Zach, yeah. you just stumbled into something really fun there. Maybe we might Boom. be we might be getting some uh, Marvel content. Is that what yeah, I'm hearing oh, from you? Sa- Speaking of clickbaits, is that what I'm hearing from you, Zach? Sakurai, put Batman in Smash Sakurai. Work some more. You haven't done enough. I need more characters in Smash Sakurai. You I can mean, sleep when you're dead. Why is it Sakurai's responsibility? Can't he fucking delegate? No, it's all him. He's the only person who works on Smash. He doesn't have any employees whatsoever. He does it all himself. Exactly. I'm sure there's a huge team. (laughs) I'm sure there's a sizable, probably not huge because Nintendo's very miserly with um, their staffing, but there's probably a sizable team devoted to that because the DLC, (laughs) the money that they make on that, it just keeps coming in and it's a really... um, And it's basically the only reason why people get Nintendo Switch Online, which is their best subscription service so, like, you know, they they would be right to give him, you know, at least a PA. Just at least a PA to help him, help him schedule. Let Sakurai have a PA, for fuck's sake. Uh, does the new Perfect Dark sequel... Yes. Uh, well, not sequel or remake or whatever it is. Does that get yeah. you going? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited about that as a... Um, as an old fuck at this point, I loved Perfect Dark when it came out on um, Nintendo 64. It is It was a follow-up by Rare Studios to their best um, FPS game um, that they ever made in that generation, which was um, Ninte- uh, GoldenEye, um, James Bond GoldenEye. And then they followed it up with Perfect Dark, which was their own creation, a completely separate, brand new IP, which mm. also was based around a spy, a British spy, except this one was a lady, so that was a big deal in the 90s. And it kind of still is. It kind of cool. still is. We don't have any Lady James Bonds. Yeah, uh, so it's still a big deal. I guess, kind of, oh, yeah, no, too, Laura Croft is more of a lady, Indiana Jones, isn't she? Lara Croft, not Laura. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, I've never even played any of those games, and I will still correct you on that, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's, yeah, that... It's fantastic. Perfect Dark was the perfect oh, uh, follow up to um, follow up to Golden Eye. It it expanded on the game in every single way. The graphics were better. The guns were 
were interesting, diverse. It, it it included that future element of all the future weapons, it included a secondary gun feature for each weapon fire mode, which was the first of its kind, and pretty much every game under the sun has copied that model since then where you have the same weapon with a couple of different modes that you can do with it. So that was done, I think it was like over 20 years ago at this point. It all started with Perfect Dark. So there's a lot there... Um, historically that it that rare brought in that um it 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 it, it's just it's so fun imagining okay well they completely changed the game 25 years ago can they do it again um how Mm. would they change it what will what will they do to this new title because i mean they can't do the same game it's too old it's too dated i would like it but um but fuck me i don't like animal crossing and animal crossing makes sales so they can't they can't make a game specifically for me i i just i can't compete with those animal crossing sales so how are they going to bring this into you know how are they going to make this have the widest appeal possible um with new generation particularly the tiktok kids i don't know um probably they'll do i'm wondering if they'll go down the I think they're trying to make it adult focused because it was really dark and gritty. It's not the Phoenix Rising, which is clearly for kids sort of mindset. Did you see the trailer, Zach? No, I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, okay. I, I checked out a, a little bit on it. I'm not. I'm not. You know, wasn't an N64 fan, so it's not. This is not one that really gets me too excited. But I saw, <laughs> the thing that stood out to me. It's it's being developed by the Initiative, which is some like new Microsoft studio that apparently is really awesome for some reason. Uh, and it's going to be the first, and the, oh God, this just pains me to say, it just irks me down to my soul. Mm. It's going to be the first quadruple A game. So it's got four A's now. They've uh, added an extra A. I saw which that. Means, yeah, I saw which that. Which means like, it's just a fucking, it's, the whole triple A thing has been an excuse to justify all this fucking dirty monetary practices that the video game industry pulls these days like you know microtransactions well why do we have to be sold little bits and pieces of games while we're playing a game oh because it's triple a games are too expensive we gotta put these in here otherwise we're we're gonna go poor we're gonna all die in destitution and now we're going to have quadruple A. So now we've gone to the next generation. It'll be like, oh, look, yeah, no, we have started charging a little bit more for these next gen games, but oh, we added this extra A here. So we're going to have to start putting in more microtransactions, see if we can get some more loot boxes back in there, you know. We've got to make our money back. These A's aren't free, you know, like there's mm. four of them now. So honestly, I just I hate this fuck, and, and, yeah, and everyone's going to parrot it. Yeah. IGN's going to be doing articles going the first quadruple A game, and people are going to fucking eat it up. They're going to eat it all up and want to buy it purely because they put this fucking stupid A on there. And look, a game, and it's been proven over and over again, isn't better just because they keep throwing money at it. It doesn't, money doesn't not just automatically make a good game. It's not how it works. Like you need to have good, good leaders and like a, a good, a good structure there. And good, like, you know, everyone has to be good on every single level. Well, I mean, shit, uh, if things, Cyberpunk's things to anything together. to go by. Um, exactly. That would yeah. have cost so much. All those delays would have cost them an absolute fucking fortune. It's been in development for seven years, mm. uh, but clearly something didn't go right along down that track somewhere. And now we've been left with this this thing. Like it's it's it happens all the time. You know, developers will 
try to put too much into a game to justify the price tag or something or you know they're just they're excited about putting new things in so the the scope just keeps changing but yeah look yeah, I, I rant over <laughs> no i agree with you 100 percent. the 4a thing is marketing cringe yeah. And to be honest, I think it's going to set up unrealistic expectations over the game, and I think it will flop purely on that. Um, so yeah. that is my prediction. That's the thing. is That's where I go, oh, I'm excited about the concept of them bringing back Perfect Duck because I loved it, but whether or not they're able to execute it effectively, and in 2021 or 22, whenever they release it, like... Um, you know, how will a game from that generation translate to now? How will they revitalize the FPS? Because um, the FPS kind of feels like it's dying now. Mm. Um, COD COD released a dud recently, um, and, and people hate on COD a lot more in any case, and that's pretty much the only FPS that comes out regularly. Um, Halo Infinite got delayed again because everyone saw what they were going to get and said, yeah, nah, fuck this. So, you know, how do, how do they... <laughs> How do they Lovely. make? Yeah. How do they make it? How how do they adapt it to the next mm. generation? How do they make it fun? Fun next gen shit. Cyberpunk. Mm. It sounds like they weren't able to do that. You know, uh, we'll go into that later because um, I'm interested to hear your take on it, Zach. But mm. yeah, it just sounds like uh, we're still waiting for that thing that really ushers in. You know, what will set the standard for next gen gameplay with the various genres that that we have. Mm. The next one they showed, or not the next one, the next one that I thought anyone would be interested in hearing about was Back for Blood. It's like a left, uh, the next left, left for Dead, basically, but now it's called Back for Blood. Mm. A lot of people love Left for Dead. Mm. I, you know, I'm not an Xbox player, never played it, so you know. But yeah, I'm happy for them. They're getting another one of these. It's been a long time. Like Left for Dead, was it two? Was the last one? Yeah, Left for Dead two. So um, yeah, so Valve doesn't make threes. That's their um, that's their thing. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it, it's a Valve game, um, and, yeah, they, they don't make threes. They, th- they, they reach perfection by the second version of the game, and they move on to, uh, to Dota 2. And oh that's it. Um, and so then that's they, why and then there's they never going to be a Dota 3. And, okay. then, they, and then they stop there. Um, it, it's, it's a Blizzard model. They, they stop. They eventually stop. They move to a multiplayer subscription-based game, do nothing with it, and that just makes them millions of dollars for the next 20 years. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's good news. I played the Left 4 Dead games, and I think they were fucking incredible for their time. Um, again, a game that needs a bit of work in terms of translating because they, their particular FPS the style was very much... You felt like you were playing the game on, on ice skates. You would glide over everything. Like, it didn't feel like you were moving. So, um mm. It worked for that game specifically because the game was about um, uh, it was about a really high reflex level of being able to deal with insane levels of zombies and hordes and unique uh, monsters coming at you, and you mm. needed to be able to to multi multitask and switch shit up on the fly really quickly. So kind of more more like Doom. Doom Doom's probably mm. the best example of that. Um, yeah, of the ice skate mechanic, and um, yeah, that'll be. That'll be good. I mean, more of that. They'll just do a Doom game, but it'll be um, Left for Dead Zombies. I think that that would um, do really well in in the current climate, where a lot of people, a lot of people who are uh, you know near in their thirties or nearing their thirties, will will be clamoring for that multiplayer experience for sure. 
Alrighty, I'll just quickly list off the rest of these announcements as we are starting to run short on time. We've got lots of impressions to talk about. Uh, the next thing they sh- uh, the, of interest was the, the Callisto Protocol, kind of a spiritual successor uh, to the Dead Space series uh, made from uh, by Glenn Schofield, who is the creator of Dead Space. So I'm excited to see that. I'll, Dead Space 2 is one of my favorite games from the previous mm. generation. So that'll be good. Dragon Age 4 was teased. Who cares? Arc two <laughs> was tease, and it's gonna—it's starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> a lot of people like Dragon Age, Zach. Yeah, no, yeah, but fucking Bioware has just had everybody ever leave now at this point, and <laughs> is still working on Anthem. And there was also the Mass Effect CG trailer, which was also in in this in, at the Game Awards. Yeah. So they've announced Mass Effect as well too. So now they're working on a new Dragon Age, a new Mass Effect. And Anthem next as well, too. And they've lost all their leadership. Honestly, yeah. I have no hopes for anything that comes out of Bioware. And it's super unfortunate because if it was 10 years ago and someone said there was a new Mass Effect coming out, I would have I would have been peaking. I, I would have loved a... I'd love a, a Jade Empire follow-up. Now, that's an old... Um, that's an old uh, uh, Bioware vehicle. God, I'm so tired. I... I'm I'm so tired. This is the worst audio. Um, this is all good. This is worst radio for our listeners. I'm so sorry, listeners. I I'll, I'll try and wake up. Um, I want Jade Empire. Jade Empire was fucking great. It was um... no, it was really good. It was a really good well, title, and I'd love to see a follow up to that. But yeah, um, Bioware. You're right. Bioware had its um, it was at its peak uh, about ten years ago. Um, and yeah, it sounds like they're biting off more they, than they can chew in terms of um, in terms of the current gen stuff. Did they do Old Republic? Sorry, did they do um, the Star Wars Old Republic games, the RPGs? Oh, I thought. Yeah, I think that didn't they do Knights yeah. of the Old Republic? Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. It. I never played it, but it's yeah. one that's very. very, very I, that was yeah, that was ages ago. Yeah, that was Bioware, and I, I yeah, I, 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 God, that would make a lot of money in today's age because people love those games. People absolutely love those games. And seems if they like could, a no-brainer. Yeah, hey. yeah. So I'm, I'm. EA, EA has the license to make Star Wars games. Why they wouldn't do a Knights of the Old Republic it makes no sense. Well, to hey, they knocked it out of the park with Jedi Fallen Order. So I, you know, I can't fault them in terms of what they are putting out there. I haven't played the Squadron yeah. game though. They've so. done in their in their what their ten year agreement or whatever it was. They've released one good Star Wars game. Oh no, sorry, two Star Wars Squadrons. I, I think was fantastic as well too. Oh, okay, but, yeah. Hey, Lockie, you feeling tired? Just sit back and relax, and I'll tell you the games that were released in the last week. Oh, thank you. Poyo... Allow me to sleep with your dulcet tones. Thank you. We, are, we we have Poyo Poyo Tetris two. I mean, to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, or just all platforms, even, mm. even uh, actually, no, not Google Stadia. Medal of Honor, Above and Beyond, uh, a new VR game came to PC. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 came to PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Google Stadia. <laughs> and, I, love your, and, I love your sexy voice. You sound like, um... I don't know. You kind of sound like a you sound like an Aussie chick, an Aussie chick PA, like um, like a really professional one that's trying to sound a little bit seductive as well. Um, like you're really leaning into that. Alba, a wildlife adventure. <laughs> you're a little bit and too deep. PC and iOS. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, you are hitting it. No, it's not PA. You are hitting um, Aussie media, Aussie media lady, like like news reporter lady. 
I sound like the, uh, you know, the, the the ones if you get like when you used to fuck back when we had landlines yeah. and, you know, they couldn't connect your call, but like, you know, with a more baritone, like she's had yeah. a big night or something. Yeah, <laughs> yes, she's had a to, rough to, night. We are, una- we are unavailable to connect your call. <laughs> Please <laughs> oh try again. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, all right. Let's have a real quick two minute break. I just need to pee. And then we'll jump back in with the games that we've been playing. (laughs) We're keeping that in. So to start the week off... No, I'm going to stop doing this voice now. (laughs) I love love it. it, It's so funny. (laughs) I, I think it's great. Well, maybe the voice will see her, see a return. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I so, think I, get, I think you got some real talent there, Zach. I think <laughs> you should start auditioning for those voice actress roles because I think you're um. Oh, how funny would that be if like they they're looking for you know powerful female voice and they just get a guy to do it. <laughs> oh no! Oh. I, I, I'd feel awful, 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 awful. It'd be plenty of uh, talented. <laughs> Female voice actresses yeah, just, who could do the same. They just give it to the white guy. <laughs> yeah, this, this isn't the fifties anymore, man. This isn't the fifties. We don't do it. We don't do that anymore. But what we're going to do though is a little bit of gaming impressions. Now, last week we're running a little bit long. I'm try, I try to keep things down to an hour and a half, hour we forty. We're not if we can. running long. What are you talking about? We were like it. We're at an hour and a half, hour oh, and forty oh when we're all said and done. Uh, so we didn't get onto a game I wanted to talk about, which was Immortal Phoenix Rising, which I am going to refer to as Gods and Monsters from here on out because that is a terrible title. Before I talk about this, well, I'm going to refer to it as Phoenix Rising, so none of us will be pronouncing this thing correctly. Good. I I hope this is really confusing for all our listeners out there. Now, just before I start talking about it, this game was made by Ubisoft, run by Yves Gilmo, who has been overseeing a culture of terrible shit going on over there at Ubisoft uh, since he has basically run the show, which is since the founding of it. Uh, he's, either, <laughs> right. he's either incompetent uh, and he didn't know this stuff was going on uh, and should be replaced as the CEO, or he uh, knew this stuff was going on and he's not a very good person and he should certainly also be replaced as the CEO. Uh, all this stuff is allegedly, <laughs> there's plenty of reporting out there. Go check it out. But with that being said, <laughs> I, I am absolutely loving gods and monsters. It, it is, I, I'm really, really enjoying it. Like I was, I was, I, I, I kind of went in with like sort of not, not the greatest expectation. I was expecting, you know, it's going to look pretty and it's going to be a Zelda clone. I'm, I'm down. Sounds like fun. Mm. Um, and it is that <laughs> it certainly is that like you, you can glide just like you can in breath of the wild. And you know, you got like a, you can pick up objects and stuff and it, there's a lot of Zelda there. You could definitely see, see they've got inspiration uh, from breath of the do, wild. Do your shitty weapons break just like in breath of the wild. But unlike in breath of the wild, no, you're, Awesome oh. weapons do not break. Wow. It is, it, oh, it oh. is so refreshing to be able to find a new weapon and be like, hey, I'm going to use this because it won't just explode in my hand after 20 hits. You mean you can enjoy it at your pace? Exactly. What? Exactly. Like, oh, man, absolutely. Oh. It's, it's it, 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 funnily enough, refreshing to see, see that my weapons won't just explode in, yeah. in a video game. Oh, wow. But- you don't have to... Ab- ammo management. It, it, it's <laughs> fucked, isn't it? It's So for, so for people who don't know mechanic. about this... 
for people who don't know anything about this game, basically the way it sets off is you play as Phoenix, uh, Phoenix. like Loki pronounces Phoenix because that's how it's spelt. Uh, but the characters in the game pronounce it as as Phoenix. Uh, and anyway, basically, it's a, a conversation between Zeus and Prometheus, and Prometheus is telling Zeus the story of how Phoenix is basically going to save the day and defeat, I can't even remember the name of the big bad now, he's some, he's like the king of the titans or some shit, starts with TH, I'm forgetting, oh my god, uh, anyway. Oh, it's so funny, I just watched it and I can't remember his name. Yeah, oh, exactly, he's basically the same as the, he's basically uh, Ganon really, he's just the big bad evil dude that you've got to get rid of. No, there's more, uh, the to, voice, him, there's uh, more to him there, because, uh, and I'm going to go into this sec, because um, uh, I have watched the opening cinematic for the game, so I feel like I've, I've absorbed enough of the game to be able to comment quite strongly on it. And honestly, <laughs> the bad guy, you know, you can tell he's, the, the, he's meant to be the antagonist because he looks like a goddamn fire demon from Diablo. Um, mm. He looks like Diablo. They just took Diablo, made him a little bit cuter, and they said, he's our bad guy. Um, so bit bit lazy there, but yeah. So he he's actually he seems very likable at the beginning because he's like he he's talking about how all the Greek gods are are fucking children with godlike powers and they're horrible to mortals. They um they kill them for fun. Um, they do horrible fucked up shit to them for shits and giggles. It then progresses to the next scene, as you say. Zeus is talking to um Prometheus who is the guy that he's he's eternally punishing for giving the gift of fire to man. Um, Zeus is kind of a cunt. Oh, yeah. And look, uh, I think <laughs> most things I've seen, uh, Zeus seems to generally be portrayed as a cunt. I think it's only like, you know, the Disney Hercules movie where Zeus is like this sort of, like, you know, charming yet absent father or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, look, look. The Greek mythology side of things I actually really enjoy, and they do go, they delve a lot into that. They tell a lot of stories, and and uh, and a lot of it is based out of Greek mythology, telling the real stories of what happens. Sometimes they will, uh, you know, make it a little bit not not quite as bad. They 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 you know they they fix it up a little bit for the kids. You can tell, mm. uh, but they usually will make a joke out of it somehow, and and sort of imply the the awful shit that the different gods did. Uh, but yeah, as far yeah. as the story is concerned, it's not, not what I came to it for. I wasn't expecting anything great. It's a Ubisoft game. I never really expect anything that great narratively. But look, it's got a fun tone to it. Every now and again, I had a little bit of a chuckle, but I can, it's also constant, constant jokes, and a lot of them don't land. Uh, okay. It's It was just a, a kind of far too much, and I think they, some people could find that a little bit grating. Uh, for me, I haven't just as yet, and I've I've played like twenty six, twenty seven hours, something like that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, there's, there's definitely a lot of jokes there where it's just like, yeah, that's 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 pretty rough. That's not funny at all. Well, I mean, you know, that's our show in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, pretty pretty much, pretty much. But <laughs> a lot of them hey, don't hey, land. Y- you can't play gods and monsters while you're driving to work, though. <laughs> it's 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 a num it's a numbers game, Zach. You just got to keep throwing jokes out there, and if one person <laughs> likes one out of ten, it's all been worth it, hasn't it? Throw throw the jokes at the wall to see what sticks for exactly. sure. But uh, look at uh, moving on to the gameplay, the puzzles I, I have really enjoyed so far. They're probably not quite as good as the pro- puzzles in Breath of the Wild. Uh, like it, they just seem a li- maybe slightly a little bit more simple. Uh, there wasn't, there hasn't been too many where I've had to spend much time trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. 
Uh, and yeah, but like, they're still enjoyable enough that once you get them done, you're like, oh, nice. Like, you know, you get your little endorphins and you win a little bit of, uh, Zeus's lightning, which mm. basically works as whatever it is you get for finishing a shrine in Zelda. And it just up, you can use that to upgrade your stamina. Um, but everything you, uh, uh, everything you do, the combat, the puzzles, all that stuff, it all, uh, gives you different things that attributes to way to ways to upgrade your character. And that's where I guess it sort of sets apart a lot from Breath of the Wild. Whereas Breath of the Wild, you're kind of given all those tools at the start and all you can really upgrade is your health, uh, and your, and your stamina and just acquire better armor. Okay, uh, yeah. which is, uh, you can do the health and you can do the stamina in this, but you can also, uh, upgrade your sword so you can learn different attacks and uh, uh, you also have like these different special abilities like uh, these well, different special attacks actually uh, things like you know an attack which sends a bunch of spears shooting from the ground to launch your enemies into the air oh, or neat. one where you dash towards your enemies to cause a lot of damage all these can be upgraded add different tweaks on them and eventually like you unlock some pretty uh, powerful upgrades for those as well too mm. uh, really 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 cool uh, something I, did, I just I, I saw it in the trailers and I didn't really uh, didn't really click to me until I've, I found it in the game is you get a little phoenix uh, sidekick in the game which is really really cool uh, I love the design of the phoenix it's it, when you when I, you f- I first took off gliding in the air uh, the phoenix came over and started flying next to me I was it's, like oh that's that's really cool I didn't so, expect that to be in there but it's so it's are very you talking nice are you talking about like a, a little version of the main character phoenix or an actual phoenix. Because they're t- actual, an actual phoenix, and the phoenix you can customize as different skins for the phoenix, which will have different effects. And the phoenix shoots fireballs yep. from out of the sky, kind of not unlike how Atreus will shoot arrows if you uh, 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 use that his particular button in um, God of War. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is on a cooldown, basically. Um, but yeah, I, I use those fireballs all the time. So much fun. Is phoenix is the is the companion character phoenix spelt correctly? Yes, it's spelt like an... Well, I don't think they actually refer to it as a phoenix. they just like, it's, oh, it's this new creature. We don't know what it is. Oh, so they're going to oh. name... So they're going to name that creature after the god character that they've made. Is that, like, where we're going with that? Spoiler! No, I'm oh, joking. I, I, I don't know. I'm, guess, I'm guessing that's where... I haven't got to that point, but if that's not where it's leading, yeah, you've, I'm sure you've hit the nail right on the head. Uh, the combat yeah, kind of feels... Okay. A little bit, it's 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 very similar to like Assassin's Creed Odyssey or you know Dark Souls, I guess. Except you don't have a stamina meter that you're having to worry about with your dodging. It's just you have a limited number of dodges you can use at once. Uh, but yeah, you got your R one for your light attack, your R two for your heavy attack. Uh, but then yeah, they add in all these different special moves that you have to mix mm. it up a bit, and then you can upgrade your R one attack, upgrade your R two attack, upgrade your arrows. Really, really cool stuff. I've, you can I've upgrade ev- your console. <laughs> next year yeah next year exactly you have to wait till next year if you want a PS5 in Australia or New Zealand so yeah no, but like uh, the upgrading system is super satisfying I love going and clearing out doing a whole bunch of stuff and then coming back to the Hall of Gods which is where like sort of your, your kind of hub area in the uh, in the open world uh, and upgrading all, all the different aspects of the character it's it's a very satisfying loop is the best way to put it. I'm enjoying it so much, Gods and Monsters, uh, and 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 I've I've just I don't know I find myself smiling constantly when I play it. The world looks gorgeous. I know it's like uh, like Aaron when we were talking about it in chat, he was like, "Ah, oh, it's just color overload." But for me, 
Yeah, I, I love it. I'm a, I'm a sucker for vibrant colors and I love anything that shows off uh, the colors on my, my big fat 4K telly. Mm. And, and, and this game is just a good showcase for that. Those, those grassy areas are, oh, it's grassy just, looks so nice. Um, well, I think, yeah, the fact that you're saying a game made you smile, um, you know, really, really says everything because a game hasn't made me smile in so long, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's been a long time. That's why I'm going back to the stuff that was made 20 years ago, which is now being remade. You you have, uh, you have Gods and Monsters now on Switch. Maybe you'll find yourself smiling along while you're playing it as well, too. So yeah, well, here's the thing is I identify with Typhon and I feel, like, which is the bad Typhon, guy. Typhon! And I feel like the... Yeah, I had to look that up. Um, (laughs) Well, it's not very memorable. It's like Typhoon, um, which is ironic because he's a a fire monster. Um, So that's the opposite. Anyway, um, it probably ties into the mythology and I don't know what I'm talking about exactly like Zagreus. Again, it's the the Zagreus problem again. I shit on these things I don't know anything about. I'm looking forward to it, but I am a bit worried that they're not going... They've made Typhon very relatable, and it feels like his cause is just and makes a lot of sense in this world that they've um, thrown it in. And I feel like they're going to pitch him as the bad one. So that's going to be a very jarring um, feel for me in the game. So that's what I'm I'm worried about, Zach. Dude, I, I, man, literally from the second you leave that all that opening stuff, he's just... Ganon, really. Every now and again, he'll go, Oh, I'm angry! Yeah. Well, and then you know, I'm ang- I would be angry too if I, if I had gods murdering humans, you know? Like, I'd be yeah, angry. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you, Typhon, I'm with you. It's, it, yeah, but you know. uh, my, my point is they, they drop the sort of the minutiae of it. They don't okay, go into yeah. the actual details. It's just his angry dude getting angrier because you're going to take him down and everyone's encouraging you to do this. So she's righteous. Yeah. But maybe there'll be a turn at the end and she'll be like, oh, Typhon was right all along. Yeah, well, the- that's what I feel like should happen. Well, look, I hope there's an option to defect because I feel like the Titans are right. The Greek gods are not doing things better. Um, I say bring back Kronos, bring back Gaia. Um, we need more Gaia. We really do. Um, you know, like... You know, we need more growth in life. We need we need to stop dealing with all this petty bullshit, uh, and especially gods turning into animals and and raping women. Like you know, that's that's really crossing the line in so many ways. Um, so definitely um, depose Zeus because he, he he's not good. He's a naughty. naughty. Uh, they do reference that at one point, and they don't like they they sort of just say that he did like did something really disgusting, and then then yeah. and then he's like, "What? <laughs> it's it's bad." Uh, he's like Marcos. Is he just <laughs> he, is he, he just is. Marcos from from he Odyssey? Is. He's like, "What? <laughs> I'm Zeus. I I I rape everyone. I, I'm into <laughs> bestiality. Like <laughs> really, they they kept up Marcos. Oh God." Oh dear. Uh, and they oh, made their fun. god. Wow, what a what a what a big fuck you to all of Greek co- culture and mythology by making um Marcos their head god. Ugh. I Yikes. funnily enough and you you you'll I think you'll enjoy this. The uh basically uh, you turn the gods back into their sort of godly selves, I guess. That's like the whole thing you got to do. Turn all the gods back to normal then you can take on Typhon. And uh when you turn Ares back to normal, 
Man, he looks like a cartoon version of the male protagonist from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It looks so much like him, just a bit more cartoony. Oh, it was okay, yeah. Freaky. Uh, who knows? Maybe it is a little nod to Assassin's Creed Odyssey because they're the same developers. Yeah, it's Ubisoft, but, so yeah. yeah, it is a little nod. And and there's nothing wrong. Alexios is a sexy, sexy man in design. It's in voice acting that was the problem that absolutely ruined him. So well, as long as it's not yeah. the same voice actor, I'm happy. Well, it could be, but I think the thing with this game and the, the all the voice actors play it up. It's a very sort of, like, they're going for that cartoony style, so it's all hammed up a bit, like the main big bad. Actually, I, I, I like the, I, I don't mind the voice acting. Like, it's not, I don't think it's bad. I think it's pretty good. Okay. And yeah. like, but yeah, they're all hamming it up for sure. So if, if it is, it all fits in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, you know, the whole Zeus, what thing. Like, it all, it all fits. Like, it's, it's just this sort of fun, yeah. uh, cartoony game. I want to yeah, find like, out if, if whoever voiced Alexia was um, invited back to um, do this game. Here we go. Uh, Greek voice actor and director Michael Antonakos. Antonakos? Antonakos, I don't know. Um, let's see. Did Michael Antonakos get back oh, this, this is riveting podcasting Phoenix. right this here. Is, oh, this is cutting edge news. You know, you're on the ground floor of this very important thing. I want to make sure that this fucker didn't make it back into Immortals or I'm not playing it. It doesn't look like he's in it. Okay, thank fuck. Yeah. Great, they, did, they didn't invite him back. So clearly they listened to that because they would have invited a lot of their voice actors back. Um, oh. I'm glad that they did not include him back into into their world. Well, thanks for clearing that up, Denise. I think our audience will be able to sleep soundly after listening to this podcast knowing that. But look, anyone out there is looking for a <laughs> bit you. of a... Fuck you, Denise of- Richards gives the, hardy, uh, the, the cutting edge news. It's hard hitting over <laughs> here. Great. If you're looking for like a, a fun open world game with some interesting puzzles and a great great progression system in there, I think Immortal Phoenix Rising could definitely be the game for you. Mm. Uh, I, I've really I've really had a great time with it. I feel and I feel kind of bad that I'm putting it down now for the next game that we are going to talk about. Oh, uh, it, but it just came at a time where there's just so many games releasing, so much to talk about. I haven't even given my review score on a cra- on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, which I have finished the main story arc in that as well. Okay, uh, which, yeah. I don't know, I might just save that for when we do the spoiler cast. I think we've given enough thoughts on Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Valhalla the world anyway, holds but... its breath. I think everyone has heard about Valhalla on our show enough. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, look, if, if anything I said appeals to you, if you think this, like, colourful, vibrant-looking, you know, puzzle-filled world is is interesting to you, then definitely hit up uh, uh, Immortal Phoenix Rising, Gods yeah. and Monsters. You, uh, I think at least you'll have a fun time. It's not going to change your life. It's not doing anything revolutionary. But I think what it does, it does quite well. Yep. Do you like the ball pit at McDonald's and you're easily amused by colours? Play this game. <laughs> <sighs> All right. What else have you been playing, Zachary? Lay it on me. Now, the big thing, the big release this week that we talked about earlier on in the show, yes, I have been playing myself some Cyberpunk 2077. Now, I haven't, got to, I haven't got to put much time into Cyberpunk yet. Oh, I no. picked it up on Thursday night. I didn't even realize it was, thurs- it was releasing on a Thursday. I just assumed it was releasing on Friday just because that's where most games release. Maybe uh, that's a time in, zone like, thing. Maybe it released on Friday in other countries that are more important than Australia. 
Don't know. This is just in store, though, from 9am, you were able to pick up Cyberpunk on Thursday okay. in Australia. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and and I've only managed to... I managed to put in a couple of hours that night. I couldn't play any at all before I got into work because when I put the game into the console, and I was expecting this, uh, as I'd already seen reports about a massive day one patch... There was first off a, it was like a 44 gig patch, I think it was, 44, 46 gig patch. Christ, so the that, size of the game itself, it just got that, completely redone through patch. That had to be downloaded wow. in order to even start up the game, right? And I think my speculation here is that was the stuff uh, that happened from the delay after it went gold, because the game went gold, it was already on disc, and then they delayed it again. So my assumption is is that what that's what that first patch there was. So hang on, right? explain to me what is going gold. I thought going gold was based on sales, but you're saying no, when going, you go no, gold, no, no, no. If a game if game goes gold, it means it's certified and it's fucking like ready to go onto a disc and be shipped, and like it's probably already been put onto discs. And oh, stuff okay, so well. it's kind of like a green light sort of. Basically, thing. yeah, yeah, exactly but right. Way so more confusing. Del- yeah, Endlessly exactly. confusing. Okay. Yep. And Got meaningless gotcha. now with yeah. patches and stuff, as Makes you can no see. Sense. So yeah, yeah. like okay. I had to download this massive thing just to start it up. Plus another day one patch that was fifty six gigabytes. So yes, before uh, if I wanted to play this game in the best possible condition that it could be played in, and from the reports I'd heard about bugs, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to make sure I get that day one patch. It was over a hundred gigs of data that I have to download just to start. Yeah playing it in the, in the right condition which already is like, people d- don't like these 100 gig updates and stuff for call of duty Warzone, and that it's it's people don't like filling up like my hard drive is only 668 gig or something like that it's, mm. that's already one like one sixth of my hard drive straight off the bat probably yeah. not including the data that's already on the disc because this is a two disc set as well there's a data disc plus the the install disc which has like another you know 20 percent or so of the game on there uh, which you play the game off that one as well. So there's already tons of data that you're installing onto the console mm-hmm. before you, all these massive patches and updates. So yeah, this is it's it, it is absolutely huge. And the first moment I, I start up, I picked the. There's three different options you can pick as sort of your backstory. There's Nomad, Street Kid, and Corpo. Nomad is like the people who who live on the outskirts of town, and you know, like you know, like kind of your your country sort of people, I guess. Uh, but like, you know, kind of Mad Max style, I guess, road warrior kind of people. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so maybe a bit more civilized in, in that society. Uh, then you have your street kids, which is someone who'd grown up on the mean streets of, of Night City. And then you have your corpos, the person who's followed the corporate route, uh, to, to get where, where they are. And as, as far as I can tell, that only affects sort of where you start off the game and then sort of how characters react and respond to you after that and you'll get like a few different dialogue op- options based w- on what you picked but i picked street kid which has you starting off in this sort of seedy bar and so i'm yeah, excited you strike you know, me as a street kid yeah i'm t- totally a street kid you are uh, you're uh, a street rat um <laughs> you're a street, totally. street rat straight from aladdin Fuck. yep J- jafar would agree yeah uh it, it's it's uh so I kind of, I guess, to some degree, I set myself these expectations of... I I knew it was going to be buggy. I knew that was for sure. And I knew visually it may not be that amazing as it is. This is is the PS4 version. They've only released the PS4, Xbox One version and the Google Stadia version and PC (laughs) as well, obviously. I can't wait to get my hands on this for the Switch. 
Oh, oh, oh God! Could you imagine? <laughs> Holy shit! The switch will melt. So, It'll melt in my goddamn hands. <laughs> it's just plastic. So as much as I, so, so as much as I wasn't expecting it to be perfectly polished and lacking in bugs, I was expecting just like rich detail, like characters mm. doing stuff in the environment to make the world f- feel more alive. Kind of like what you have in Red Dead Redemption Two, like. There's sort of there's very rarely you come across an NPC in Red Dead Two where it's just like they're just not even doing anything at all. Um, they might, you know, they'll be walking through town or they'll be working on some task or going to a shop. They'll be doing something. Uh, yeah. But like already in this little bar area, first thing I see is I'm like, oh, that something looks weird over there. I walk up and I send a photo of this to to you and Aaron through our group chat. There was like a NPC who was sitting down, sitting down (laughs) on a stool, swigging drinks, and then just the exact copy of that NPC, the same NPC, standing over the exact same spot. So the one drinking was like inside of the other one, and just standing (laughs) there, stone faced, completely straight up. Wasn't doing a T pose, unfortunately, which would have been even more hilarious. But I was like, okay, well, that's that's not great to see literally in my first three, like the the first time I could actually take control of my character and do anything in the first seconds of the game. That is what I see. Well, maybe that's a plot point later, Zach, and that's meant to hint at like (laughs) diverging timelines and how like they can split off in, in all these different cool ways. And, Mm. and so, yeah, that's why you have those guys uh, doing that. Unfortunate, unfortunate, but just even so, like I was walking around looking at the conversations. None, None of the conversations were really anything that interesting that was happening. Uh, characters were kind of just... It felt like playing... We're in a dark, uh, those, gritty world. How you doing? It, it felt like I was in like a Ubisoft hub world or something where the characters kind of just will stand around smoking or drinking and just sort of shifting back and forth. So if you're walking through... I mean, that is generally what people do in bars, to be honest. But if, you, if you're walking through, you don't notice, like, really notice this stuff. But as soon as you stop and look, it's like, okay, yeah, this NPC is just completely lifeless really to the point where there i I sent a a screenshot to you guys there was like a pool table where it looked like people were clearly setting up a game of pool and there were like seven npcs just standing around it uh, just smoking (laughs) and drinking and shifting back and forth not saying a single word uh and it it was it just just (laughs) felt weird it really it really took us out of the moment and like it like as far as I didn't set myself expectations to not have bugs and not, you know, be you know blasted visually, like I was expecting at least the world to feel super realized and and things to be happening that just feel organic. It, uh, it was, I mean, Zach, yeah. I got to say that is my experience when I'm hanging out with friends at bars. <laughs> um, I, I I usually say an awkward thing and we just sort of stand there in silence <laughs> around a pool table. Um, so I feel so it depends on the person playing. So I think they've really captured um, they captured the introvert experience mm, for, for the mm, game. Totally. So like yeah, as far as the game starts out, it, it was a bit rough for me. I wasn't, and then going into the rest of it, I've I've sort of been set the, the, that bar a lot lower. I guess I, I've you know driving around the world, NPCs kind of walk around like Bethesda characters. They kind of don't walk like how real humans would walk around. I haven't really found too many times where I've wanted to sort of stop and be like, "Oh, what's that?" Like the. There's only been really a few moments of that so far. Mm. I saw like some protests going on out the front of uh, like some random building uh, in front of a bunch of the NCPD officers. Uh, yeah, so that, that that for me has been a little bit of a disappointment so far. I don't know if 
this is going to be patched in more, I guess, or, or, or the PS5 version is going to have a lot more going on, and, and that's the difference in what I'm seeing here, but... So far, as far as the actual world that I'm in, yeah, it, it it's 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 better than like I'd say it's better than Fallout Four, that's for sure. You know what I mean? It's better. I probably it's probably more densely packed and realized than uh, Ubisoft open world, but it's definitely not on the Red Dead Redemption Two kind of levels. It's 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 oh, it was yeah, a bit of a okay. letdown as far as how immersive the world is. Um, even The Witcher Three, I felt the the world felt a bit more immersive. Now, granted, I'm still only three, three and a half, four hours in, so I'm still pretty early days. So I don't know if they're going to maybe wow me when I get a bit further into they're the game. They're not going to wow you. It's not going to get better after four mm. hours. You're getting... Mm. The game is the game. I mean, that yeah. is... Yeah. So I'm still in the opening area, like like with a lot of open world games these days. You start off in an open area, and then the map opens up after you finish a bunch, a bunch of mainline quests. And yeah, I'm sort of in the one area... But it's very densely packed, and there's a ton of stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like these sort of missions that you're doing for some cop, which just I don't know. It felt it felt a bit weird that we're doing all this work for the work for the cops, um, even though the kind of work you're doing is is dodgy anyway. They're getting you to do it because the cops can't be involved or whatever. But they kind of she just comes up on the screen, talks for a bit, and then you do do the mission, and it usually just it seems to just come down to just clearing out a little area and then finding some piece of evidence around there. Like, so I was expecting the side quests to have a lot more meat to them. I didn't think there'd be a lot of these kind of filler quests because, you know, in The Witcher, there was very rarely any quest that felt like it was filler at all. And yeah, there's context to it all. There's backstory to it all, but it's not like uh, there hasn't been really... Yeah, that that hasn't really been anything so far where I've started it and I was like, oh wow, I just I can't believe where this side quest has gone. Like what I was like with The Witcher, and and that was something that I was really hoping there was going to be a lot of in this game. But yeah, yeah as I said, still The Witcher days. really had quality side quests. You were able to get lost in the open world, just exploring it, doing random shit. Um, mm. You know, like Scar- Skyrim was good for that as well. Mm. So that's a shame. Tell me more about the gameplay because I want to know what the so- gameplay is like. So the, the the gameplay so far it it's a first standard first person shooter. Now as far uh-huh. as first person shooter RPGs go, I think they probably handle the shooting uh, better than any other I played. Other than like you know Borderlands, I'd say uh, the the shooting's just super tight in that. But it's mm. definitely better shooting than uh, what was in The Outer Worlds, which came out last year, I think. Uh, and definitely better than what's ever been in any Fallout game, though that's not a very high bar to set as far as shooting's concerned. Yeah, and The Outer Worlds is very... All right, so you're saying it's better than... Because it is an RPG, right? Yeah, it is an RPG. So, as so that far is as... a good sign. Yeah, yeah. As far as first-person shooter RPGs go, it, yeah. it feels better than any other I've played. Okay. Uh, but, you know, any, pick any first-person shooter straight-up action game or whatever, they, they, they're they going to handle it better. Your Call of Duties, your Destinies, all of them handle shooting far, far better. Doom? Uh, but the, 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 I guess the point of the RPGs, though, is like the, the things you can change. And I'm still really early into all that because this game is dense, like with your customization of your weapons and then you've got all your cyberware because, yeah, in year 2077 one of the main themes of this is all these people have all these cybernetic enhancements and yeah. and and yeah you can replace so almost all of your character basically uh and i was still super early on with all mm. that so i don't know what i can mess around with and you can hack all this stuff as well too so you can use hacking in combat and i'm still really early on only just sort of scratching the surface with all that stuff as well too so the combat 
so far it's felt pretty fluid and like okay. The melee combat is done about just as well as any melee combat in first person games, so it's not not amazing. It doesn't feel yeah. like really the greatest, but it's still it's 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 definitely passable. So, but the main thing I guess you come to it for is the narrative stuff. This is why we play CD Projekt Red games. It's the stories that they tell. So far, all the main quests I've been doing have been super fleshed out. The characters have been super rich, and I've been so invested. I've, I've loved every second of it. Uh, that, all I've played so far, a lot of that stuff was all in sort of gameplay trailers uh, previously released to the game. So a, a bit of the stuff I've played is the stuff that you've seen before uh, released like over the last couple of years. Uh, but actually getting getting to play it and make all the decisions and stuff is, is has been a lot of fun. I've really, I've I've really enjoyed that so far, and I'm hoping the side quests do start getting a bit more meaty. There's a bunch I still haven't even started yet mm-hmm. uh, in this opening area. I've 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 sort of been waiting till I upgrade my character a bit more before I take on some of the missions which have a bit of a higher danger level. One of the things I'm surprised about, just to do with how you explore this world, how you navigate it is rather than sort of, you know, doing the Red Dead Redemption route where you just stumble across things, there is the question marks everywhere all over the map. You've got, like, you know where there's going to be a mission. Yep. You might say, you don't might not know what the mission is, or say, oh, you don't know what you're going to find, kind of like the mysteries in uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yep. But at the end of the day, you're getting in your car and you're driving to a dock point. Yep. Um, I was hoping the, the side quest would be a bit more emergent, but I guess... The city is super dense and there's like alleyways and corridors and ways to get lost everywhere. Maybe they were worried people were just going to miss way too much stuff if they didn't have these markers there. But uh, There's probably yeah. an option where you can toggle that on and off, to be honest. Yeah. So if yeah. you... Cause I mean, you can. You can turn off the mini-map, yeah. That's the thing. And they but have, you that, still they have, have a that in Valhalla dot, too. You still have a dot you're going to, though, at the end of the day. Like, it's going to pop up on your top majigula jig, I guess. Uh, on your, yeah, your main got objective, a, it's you got a compass like in um. Uh, oh, actually, like no. Sorry, it's not Ubisoft a, stuff. No, sorry, it's not a compass. It's like so you got your mini map, which you can turn on or off. But then uh, also, if you just put an objective on there, it, like say you're you're looking away from it, it'll you know stick up the top of your screen saying turn around. You know the objective markers. Just when you look at it, it will be centered in the screen. Oh, uh, okay. Uh look, that's that all sounds toggleable. Zach, I reckon I'm you sure can, it is. There, I reckon there, you can turn all of that off if you don't uh, like yeah. it. Yeah, and as I said, yeah, there, there is a ton of settings in this. There, yeah. there is a lot of shit to play around with. Like straight away, I'm like, yeah, film grain, turn that off. Chromatic yeah. aberration, turn that the fuck off. Turn off field, depth of field, all that shit. I want to actually see the corners of my screen and the the world that they got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, as I said, yeah, I think I'll leave it there for now because I'm still super early on. I've already talked about the bugs and stuff I had when we we're talking about the articles. If any of these bugs and stuff sound like an issue for you or any of the sort of things I've spoken about, hold off on Cyberpunk. I I think just generally, if you want a polished open world experience, open world RPG, give it like another six months or so, or, or, you know, just keep keep an eye on what, what, People, what articles are coming out and the kind of state the game's in because I, I guarantee you we're going to be hearing about this for months to come and you know when you hear start hearing it's in a better state then then jump on in but right now I, I'd say wait like wait for if you've got a next gen console wait for the next gen version 
or it, it, even then, it, just wait because it, it's it, it right now. It's so buggy. I've had so as I yeah. said, all the bugs I've had. It's in the first four or five hours, and as you made the point before, that's generally the most polished part of the game. When I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, that was the the part that played the best. It wasn't until later on in the game I started seeing far far more bugs. So. Yeah. That has me terrified, man. If I get, you know, a hundred hours deep into this game and I get some game-breaking bug, I'm going to be dirty. Oh, yeah. and just to uh, anyone out there who is picking up Cyberpunk, just a, a thing for you just to let you know because I didn't know this and it was fucking annoying as fuck. I did a couple of missions for that, that cop person in the game, Regina. Or whatever her name is. Regina, I believe. Regina, is that, dude, it's so funny. I thought Regina the second I said it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically... To respond to her messages, click on your message in the phone. Press it in the phone. You, that's how you respond to the message. The game doesn't tell you. And I'm sitting there hitting the thing that says send reply, hitting all this stuff, trying to make it happen. And then I had to actually look it up. And it's like, yeah, no, you just click on the actual message that is there getting ready to send and it will go through. There you go. So, yeah, buggy well, mess. Yeah. Wait for okay. the game. You'll get a you'll get an interesting story, but the world it it it's, it feels yeah it feels undercooked unfortunately. That's a shame. Um, yeah. yeah, it seems like uh, your your feelings about the game are pretty resonant with the user scores. I'm saying one that I that I like a lot by Chesterfield on Metacritic is after 15 hours played with love to my boys of CD Projekt Red team. A summarize you have a game to patch. Mm. So yeah, so enjoy those next um, uh, eleven hours, Zach. And it's unfortunate. I, I didn't mention this at the start of the the uh, uh, impressions, which I should have. CD Projekt Red uh, have crunched the fuck out of their employees, and you know it's it, and it's it's awful oh, yeah. the way the, the way they're treating their employees at the moment. And throughout the development of this, we've had some pretty crazy reports. And to see like to see that it's still come out in this condition, it's like. Fuck you! You put your developers through hell, just, just, and and you didn't even end up with the final product. You should have. Fuck I hell. mean, the truth is, is that they weren't put through enough hell. It seems like the slave masters were too <sighs> soft on these people. Oh, fucking Christ! <laughs> seems like they don't <laughs> yeah, know. I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not an inhuman monster. I we don't. Know, I, yeah, I don't. I, the, I think our, our audience knows you well enough to know that you're joking. If you just tuned into they this... They don't. They, they know that I'm pretty sociopathic at this point. They know the true me. If you've just tuned into Full our no show one. for the first time, Denise is joking. If he ever says something that upsets you, it's a joke. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, it was just a joke. No, uh, that's, no that's what editing's allegedly. for. That's what, just like the real Denise Richards, that's what editing's for. <laughs> no, it, it's true... <laughs> It's funny how with editing, it's still impossible to get genuine emotions from Denise Richards. Um, anyway. Oh, God. Well, anyway, we're running short of time. I unfortunately have to get to my place of work. So that's where we'll leave news to reviews for another week. Where you have to spruik, where you have to spruik cyberpunk copies, and you, uh, you oh. <laughs> parents will ask you genuinely, Zachary. I can't wait to get this for my kid. Should I? You know, is there anything I should know about this game before playing it? Your first thing you need to say: there, there's no epilepsy warnings. So if your child is epileptic, do not play this game. Oh God! And then the next thing I'll say is: What It'll are you doing? You, Zach. You should not let your child play this game at all. <laughs> yeah, if your this kid, game is if your not kid, for kids. Yeah, if your kid doesn't like bugs, um, don't play this game. If your kid is not ready to see dicks hanging through 
um, outfits. Um, this game is probably not... God, this is really the worst game for um, anyone kind of under the age of um, 12, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely it's it's the one that uh, all the uh, content raiders in Australia have been fearing all these years. I don't know how it got through, man. Like, I'm glad it did. What's this? I think we should be able to have content like this. It's actually kind of refreshing to see developers be like, "Fuck it, we'll put dicks and pussies in our games. I don't give a fuck." Like, if you can see that shit in Game of Thrones, why the fuck can't it be in a video game? Like, it's it's ridiculous. And well, I mean, yeah, thank God they managed been to work no some mad- video game of Thrones. That's for oh sure. well, yeah. Look, I, I honestly, I think I'm still gonna have fun with this i'm just it's not going to be uh this this you know it's not going to be in the top echelons of games for this generation for me i i I don't think who who knows maybe in six months to a year's time they might pull a no man's sky and they end up with one of the best games ever made but i just from what i've seen there's just too much stuff to sort of indicate that yeah it's it's just undercooked anyway news to reviews is done for another week if you want to tell us anything you thought about this episode, you can send your feedback to news to reviews podcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at news to reviews, and that's with a number two instead of the word two. Denise Richards, it has been so wonderful to have you here with me this week to chat about games yes. and emote very, very much. It's It's been wonderful. As always, and and just to remind everyone, I'm not that Denise Richards. There's no there's no relation at all. Um, I am an actress, though. I have been in some um, choice roles, but not the ones that you're thinking of. I was I'm not the Denise Richards from Wild Things. Is it Wild Things? Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, I as always, it's great hearing from you, Zach. you're, you're playing those games that I'm probably going to avoid, like The Plague, for a very long time, exactly like the new consoles. So it's good to hear that I'm not missing out on anything. Thank you. And everyone out there, please take care of yourselves and take care of one another.